How's it going everybody? This is Martin Stokes here. And this is Dean Spurry. And I am a traveller. And I am a countryman. Welcome to a traveller and a countryman podcast. Do you want to introduce our, our guest this uh, this week? Yeah, you put me in the spot again. Yeah, I'm going to do it now. Shawnee, what's your second name? Nick Kinsel, is it? Yeah. I thought I heard that. Yeah. Go on, Dean, boy. Go on, you, you, uh, this is episode 11. Uh, we've done the 10 comfort zone episodes. Now we're going to go into new territory. Wow. So you you do, you do take the lead now. That's news to me. Because I'm at to be in here setting all this up for the last I'm half an hour. Martin just strolls in thinking it's all going to be sorted. I'm involved with this, yeah. I know what you mean, Dean. Uh, we have our uh, guest here anyway, Shawnee Kinsella, yeah? The one and only Shawnee Kinsella. <laughs> You're not going to be calling him Johnny Kinsella for the last I said time. Shawnee. No, you said Johnny... <laughs> John. Yeah, but I've done rehearsals in the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> that was a great intro. Thank you. But so, Martin, episode 11, it was just me and you. I'm at the moving the mics. Are they getting a new mic? They're putting the chairs in a different place. So, uh, oh, good. how are you feeling? Uh, comfortable here, yes. As I said before, it's a grand little studio here, isn't it? I was talking to Sean before uh, you turned up and I said, let's drag Martin out of his comfort zone. Yeah. You're not having a handy number for the last... Ten give weeks. A, give it a try, Dean. See how it goes. And the I, the door is right beside you there now. Yeah, if you I feel if you if you feel the pressure, yeah, out the door. No, I was never really one for running anyway. I like standing <laughs> ground, whether I win or lose. So we're doing something different here. We're breaking new. We're breaking new ground, right? Yeah. You'll be laughing now. Do you other side of your face now? I'll leave it out, son. <laughs> we're breaking out. new ground. We're doing stuff here that hasn't been done. done so wake up, Ireland. Wake up, the world. Uh, a traveller around the country, man, has gone past episode yeah. 10 and we're going to be inviting guests in. Men, women, black, white, Irish, English, Brazilian, disabled, gay, straight, every single shade. Anyone that puts a euro in the hat. Anyone who pays yeah. the bills, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and brings a bag of the rich day with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, what are we going to talk about today anyway? Well, what do we do? How do we, how do we I go? I don't know. You said you have last two hours. An hour, is it? I've been here since. I've been hour? here for an hour setting up all have this. Have we not thought of anything that we can talk about? No. We're going we're gonna to see this man in front of us here. Yeah. We're going to talk to him. We're going we're gonna to get his energy vibing in this room, his love yeah. vibing in this room. So we're going to talk about Johnny's transformation in life. Is that it, Johnny? See, yeah. Johnny again. Shawnee, sorry. <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm going to use Dean's word. I yeah. don't mind you calling I'm me Johnny, man. I'm going to use Dean's word. Sorry, folks. Because <laughs> you, know you know John is Irish for Sean, anyway. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. So Johnny Love is killed. Cool. I'm good with Johnny. Are you Sean or Shawnee? I am Sean. Are you? He's yes. Shawnee with a J. <laughs> Shawnee with a P. Um, well, it depends. Go on, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a good question. gentlemen out there in podcast land, a traveler and <laughs> country man, episode 11, we have our first guest on, Sean or Shawnee Kinsley. It depends. What does it depend on, brother? It depends on... Probably what good humour he's in, good or bad. Yeah, it depends on... I suppose it depends on where I am internally in myself, what type of energy that's going on, and... Shani is me Ballymun name from right. the street. Right. So Shani is like there's Shani. What's the story, Shani? What's going Shani on? Shani Kinsler's looking for Shani you. Shani Kinsler's looking for you. Annie Oaks, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Annie Oaks, is that your auntie, yeah, is it? Yeah. Annie Oaks. <laughs> Annie Oaks, love. Yeah, Annie Oaks. So Shani is the street name for who I thought he was. Right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 
and Sean is my authentic real being. He that's very new age healing, isn't it? Yeah, my authentic real being. <laughs> but that's You're it's bleeding, <laughs> It's who we actually am. It's me. It's the real Sean. But you've been Shawnee for bleeding years. Yeah. And what happened? What happened? When did this Sean character turn up? So, that happened in, happened a, lo, a good few times in my life. Right. I always knew that that person was there in my soul. That goodness, that love. I always had that. But I just, unfortunately, what I was doing in my life, I couldn't show that side of myself. Yeah? To who? To the world. Yeah. Yeah, not just the people, just to just to the world or the perceived. Or yourself. Or myself even, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was just afraid and we hid behind Johnny Kinsley. What was that like? <laughs> it was great. We're straight in here. I love yeah. this. Because I'm just going to do a whole section. I'm yeah. actually going to do a whole, I'm going to do a section because that's really nice. I'm going to come back to it, right? Yeah. Sean, Shawnee Kinsley. Yeah. I'm going to do a whole section that I came up with. I think it was in episode nine and we didn't do it in episode 10. And it's called Sayings, Slaggings and Superstitions. Right. Right? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm interested in uh, just words that we use, like Malahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just loads of them, loads of loads of those types of slaggings, just superstitions. Like Martin has a superstition. I don't know if it's a superstition or something he just thinks. He doesn't wear earphones that are wired into his phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he thinks his brain is going to blow up from bleeding radiation or something. Yeah. I, I, I find that bizarre. That's superstitious. That's a superstition, yeah. Right. Do you think it's superstition? I think that's a superstition. Did that ever happen to you? What do you mean? Just a simple question. Did it ever happen to you? What? Like radiation? You, yes. No. No, not, not necessarily radiation. The, there was a bigger explanation than just radiation. <laughs> or just superstition, okay? I love this part. Right? See the way see that bit Dean that comes out? Dean just in right in there. <laughs> yeah. Into the deep end. Does it make a difference if you can swim or not? No. Uh, Tough. Now. You're a big kid you now. Get up and Did you ever get a headache from... We do, yeah, we talk about this. From phones, mobile no. phones. No. I got a never headache looking at it. Then, so your line must be right then. Because I get one when I put it in your hand. <laughs> oh, the other one was, um, the other one we talked about was uh, shoes on the table, right? And he said, I said to him, why don't you put shoes on the table? He said, because uh, our Lord had the last supper at a table. Yes, and I respect that. <laughs> okay, Dean, come here. Would you put shoes on a table? Yeah. I asked you this question before. I would, absolutely. You would? Yeah. So you have no respect for a table to eat food off? <laughs> Is that what you're saying to me? Uh, yeah, I just, it's a bleeding table. I put what? my keys and I put me, my phone me, and throw, me, I sit up on top of it. Me as a tick Irish traveller, if I say that... Now here, I'm you call yourself a tick Irish yeah, traveller. Yeah, that's right, I'm calling to me, yeah. I'm, I, me as a tick Irish traveller, if I say that, I'd probably criticise myself for it. You, as supposed to be an intelligent, uh, educated countryman... Yeah. yeah, we're getting deep. You now. have no respect for putting shoes on top of a table to eat food off. <laughs> supposing, you, supposing you were so hungry, you end up eating the shoe by mistake. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> yes. So here's a here's an Irish uh, saying or a phrase, right? What's the crack? Right. So uh, where did that come from? Or what's the story? What's the story and what's the crack? What's the crack? So what's the story is kind of like 
There is news. Yeah. Give us the news. Give us the news. Yeah. So where the, the but where do, what's the crack come from? What's the crack? Do you not know? Do you not look up that? No. I did have a look at it, yeah, but all those types of things really interest me. I don't know why. Because yeah, well, we mean, say them all the time. What's the crack? It's just what's the crack? Yeah, but where it didn't it just it, it does it didn't just jump out of a rat's arse. No, Do you know what it I mean? didn't. It was it was cultivated throughout years of people having different experiences in this community. So why did they come Dublin? up with the word crack? Why did it was crack the word? Like a, it's like a, it's like a word where uh, people sort of enjoying themselves like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if the lads, what was the crack last night in the pub? Oh, we had a good night. Yeah, I know, but That's who was the first? Where, why did they start using it? Who was the first person to use the word crack? Yeah. But it is an old Irish spelling, anyway, isn't it? An old Irish word. The one we use is C R A I C. But it's originally Scottish and English. Yeah, but it's originally Scottish and English. And then we borrowed it from them. And then recently they borrowed it back. You know what I mean? We've only really been using it according to the interweb, like since the sixties. But sometimes it's no harm, harm, harm and sometimes there's no harm in borrowing something as long as you're not stealing it. Like that's very good. Like, you don't have to give. You're it back. well versed in that. <laughs> <laughs> so it came Just because from. You don't give it back to me, you're up this. It came from banter. Loud conversation, brag and talk, brag and talk, Martin wow. Travers, brag and talk. You yeah. know all yeah. that. Yeah. Did I hear you? Are you here? I know you for two years now. You're bragging since the first day I met you. How much Tim Travers brags? And the other thing as well, he, we had a conversation here one time about um, Travers calling people out on the YouTube. Yeah. It had to be explained to him that professionals in America are doing the same thing. All top class paid boxers, yeah, high paid boxers, are doing the same thing. Yeah. Connor Oil so, on the bleed. So Yacht, McGregor does it all the time. The traveller, McGregor, yeah, right. I don't know, right. I don't know McGregor, but I know about you, the other two lads. They're two brothers. The WWE is oh, full of it. Guys are doing it over there. Yeah. yeah. And you point the finger at travellers, huh? <laughs> the cheeky countryman, huh? <laughs> the travellers are the only ones not making decent money. Yeah. In the great, in the great when they're living in Malahide, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winnie or this? Especially in a high rise apartment. <laughs> you Yo, can look yeah. down on everybody you want to look down on. So here's another one. This suits you, Martin. You've got a head like a baboon's arse. If you're half blind, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did I? Where did that come from? Well, you must have seen a baboon's arse yeah. and a fella with a mad-looking rotten head. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's a, a head like a baboon's arse. But I think there's going to be more phrases and different sayings in the next generation that will be completely different. Yeah. To them. Because they're like real slaggy kind of, what's the crack? Go away, malahead. There's one, there's one I hear, and like when I'm swimming out in Port Marnock, I hear the Port Marnock kids say say it now, right? And it's uh, man's life. Man's life? Yeah. 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 Man, but they just shot it down. Well, that's to a real Dublin man's one. Man's life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And an an old one in Ballymun would have been on my nanny's grave. On my nanny's grave. Yeah, so this is like on my man's I swear to God, but they're using it with irony. Like I'm going for a cycle, man's life. Yeah, yeah, it's a different. They use it with a little bit of. What are you telling me? Like it's like, what are you telling me for? Man's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a diff- It's it's completely different. Or they shorten stuff down. They use to just use the word. Like if you say, "Do you want to go on a walk?" They just go effort. <laughs> they won't even go. That's a bit of an effort. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just shorten it right down to effort. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one I was looking at? You have a you have a face like a smacked arse. 
You have a face like a well smacked arse. You have a face like a well smacked arse, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good and one. And they're all sayings, are they? Yeah. These are all. You know these. Don't be no, acting like just innocent, a, boy. No, they're just a bit dry. That's all they Well, give us a wet one then. I honestly thought. Give us one that's a bit more wet. I thought it was something a bit would, better than that. Would these be, would there be sayings similar to that in the travelling culture? Yeah, you probably get certain tra- certain uh, certain travellers coming up with certain words. So what's the, the uh, what's the, this is interesting, most, the traveller tone. I, I can't repeat them, there's more swearing than cursing than well, anything else. Do you know the traveller tone I'm talking about? Away with the BR and the this and the that, yeah. <laughs> the can't, yeah, yeah, all the, yeah. the different the other language, yeah, yeah. It's all the language that because I, I would have spent a lot of time, I was in Cork prison for a, for a while, and there would have been a lot of traveling lads there. And I used to hear that language all the time, yeah. Go away with the BR, yeah, the lacking, the lacking, and the be be white sham, be white sham, the souvlia, yeah, the souvlia, yeah, yeah, souvlik. Be white too, Blake. You want you be white too, Blake. She's crushing up behind you. She's crushing up behind you, Sue. Like, watch, watch. <laughs> she's crushing cr- up behind you. Book the inic there, Sue. Yeah, book the inic. Yeah, Sue. Book the inic. That one. Ah, my brother loves that one. Dean, if I'm talking to Martin, Dean, tell Martin book the inic. And he's saying to me, "What's your brother talking about?" A book the inic just means avoid whatever the thing is to be hit. Yeah, but there is, there is that. There is similar to this in the traveling culture, isn't there? There is. There's loads and loads of words that travelers have. Yeah. But uh, every, like every traveler would have, have different words, if you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, yeah, how would I say it? And around Ballymoney, you might hear the odd words. But if you went out the far side of town, you hear the other travelers having their different words, you know what I mean? Right, right. But down around the likes of Wexford or Wicklow, Longford. They'd have, well, Longford, they'd have all different words again, but probably uh, representing the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But well, just give uh, a different way of saying it. Yes, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we live in a bleeding country where if you go literally two miles in one direction, someone has a different accent. Never mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Never mind down the country. Yeah, that's right. There's parts of Dublin where... Uh, I was listening to a, a girl yesterday doing a podcast and she had this ferocious posh voice, right? I don't know why I said the word what ferocious, does ferocious there. Mean, I don't then? know why I said that. Yeah, but she just had this really posh voice. She lives in the same city that I live in and if we had a conversation, uh, if I talked, you know, my full kind of Dublin Ballymun accent and she talked her accent, we just wouldn't understand each other. Uh, what accent was she on? She was kind of like what I would call posh. a D4 posh accent. You know what yeah. I mean? But it was, it was and what does ferocious mean? I don't understand. It was full on, like yeah, it was all the way. Over the top. It was the whole way. It was as posh as as you could get. It was really yeah. interesting. It was deadly. It's the posh of the posh, you know. And and were you shocked by that? Then you are. I just think that it's interesting that in 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 a city, never mind a country, you can have people who use all different words, languages, phrases. Like there's only four or five million people in this country. It's only two hundred miles across. You know what I mean? There's only 40,000 travellers and even in the 40,000 travellers there's all different kind of languages and slaggings and stay- sayings. Yeah, sounds, the voice, different sounds of voice like. Yeah. To be all the same, uh, obviously the same language. Like. Here, this is something I was uh, Do you know that we know when we hear a traveller voice that it's a traveller? Yeah, that's why we don't get into pubs. Because you know, because you, you speak, because you know the, the travel ropes. But we also know does a traveller look? Uh, so do you do you know that? Is it like a sort of a distinctive look? Is it very distinctive? Yeah, I is would, I, I would, you would see someone and you'd go, "They're a traveller." There's something, yeah. There's something that stands out about travelling there. Yeah, but then there's something that stands out about um, how would you call it? 
I think in all walks of life, there's something that stands out with that person, no matter who they are. Um, take solicitors for starters. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did you ever see, uh, did you ever see, uh, <laughs> Sean, you know this one, yeah. Did you ever see a man well-dressed? He said, he's definitely a guard. Yeah. <laughs> he has a head like a guard. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. the phrase. Did you ever get that? There's yeah. the phrase. Yeah. There's the saying. He has oh, a head like a guard. guard huh? Yeah, but you're right. Because there is something about different, um, different pockets of the of, yeah. of society as in solicitors police but yeah, it's hard to point it out isn't it if someone asks you how do you know he is what do you, how, what kind of an answer do you give them like? well you, you just know because you know yeah but, but <laughs> you know is, but, yeah, that's a very but that's a is, very uh, succinct answer you just the, know because you know, yeah, you know but is that, well, but I'm, that's, I'm assuming it put it that way yeah but well, there I mean, is no answer not, is there you just get the energy you like sense you said, it yeah. I, I'd sense it like if I see a co- so, I see a copper a he's copper. a plain clothes copper. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the gear, right? And he's going around letting on he's not. So basically, <laughs> so basically, you know, you know, he's walking around, he's bleeding right on his forehead. So you know oh, he's a detective. He's oh, he's saying, mate, what's going on with you? <laughs> what do you say? Hey, bro, I know we all know you're a copper. Yeah. You take. We know what you're doing, you dope. Now saying, get out of here. And I'm saying, how do you know? <laughs> I know because my conscience told him to run. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, God. Uh, so there's another one. Uh, you always say this that, you know, I don't know if you say it like this, but you say that other travellers would think that you're away with the fairies if you said something. And I, that phrase, away with the fairies. That is, is a, that's a big word in the, tra- in the travellers, in the older travellers, basically. You wouldn't yeah. get the younger ones uh, saying much of that now. The older ones, yeah. Ah, she's gone with the fairies. Ah, he's, a, he's away with the fairies. What does that mean, man? Um, basically, I think it's been crafty. The fairies are supposed to be smart. You see? So if, if someone says something, it could be it could even be a baby or a child that's maybe five or six years old that would say something that's really above their age, if you like, and the first word, ah, look, he's taken away with the fairies. He's that old-fashioned. He's that smart. That kind of thing. See, well, we would use it then, differently. At times like that, it would be used. Well, see, for us, we away with the fairies means they're not right in the head. Oh, serious? <laughs> yeah. They're a couple of bleeding uh, cards short. Sandwich is short of a big name. <laughs> yeah. yeah couple, well, uh, a couple of pencils short of bleeding hundred hundred. No, opposite way around. Opposite way around, honestly, yeah. Yeah, isn't that yeah. mad? No way. Yeah. That you think of it as in a sense of being clever. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we think of it as in a sense where we say it's he should be thing. locked up in Lomans. Yeah. He should not well. He should be doing yeah. five well, years in a padded zone. Well, it depends yeah. how old they are. Yeah, it does. See, if you're, t- if yeah, you're, if you're speaking yeah. about a child of six or seven years of age, you're not going to say he should be locked up on Lomans. You're going to get well, a laugh it depends on, what, on the child. Laughing at what he does. <laughs> if you see a 40 year old. Oh, no, I, if you see a 40 year old. Depends if it's Sean <laughs> Kinsler or Sean Kinsler. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a 40 year old acting stupid, you say probably, yeah, you're right. <laughs> acting stupid, acting the maggot is another one I looked yeah, at. Acting, acting the maggot. maggot. Yeah. Acting the gaumi. Acting the gaumi. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is that? Yeah, that I've heard of that. Do you ever hear that yeah, one? Act in the Gomi. Act in the Where'd that go? That's a long, that's that's old school. If you believe half the shit, some of these things you can't say. But I like saying them, fuck it. I like saying them anyway. Yeah. Act in the Gomi is a Gomi. cracker. Yeah. What's the bleeding Gomi? I don't know. It was just a word we used to use yeah, years when right. we were youngless. You know what word Sometimes I love? Sometimes people say words, I've got a clue what they mean. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to, yeah. I would never know. You know what word I love? Poxy. Poxy day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm at the having a poxy day. You say that all the time. I do, yeah. I'm at the having a 
poxy there. Poxy. And, and I slow. Draw, you draw, and I draw it out the poxy. It's oh, like yeah. I want it to last. I want See it to, him. I want to See him. <laughs> He's a poxy prick. <laughs> See that copper <laughs> over there? He's a poxy f- <laughs> <cunt>. <laughs> 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 Uh, what's the other one? Uh, I'm enjoying these because it loosens it up a bit. You know what I mean? Because we started off a bit heavy. Yeah, we did. And then we're going we back in. Started off a bit too heavy. Sorry, sorry. You were getting into Straight me. In. Yeah. Me or you? <laughs> Tell me all about you. He was ripping into me. Straight at the start. In, huh? While we're no here, put your head in me bosom and tell me yeah. all your woes. Jokes up, no kissing. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you got that with a message? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. It's like a good that. one, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. like a little. Yeah. I'm doing I'm doing an, an action with my hand where I'm kind of turning my hand upside down like a brown envelope. Have you got that other message, bro? Yeah. Tell your man I'll be up later on to give it that other message. Yeah. That's real behind the door stuff. Yeah. You do that under, jail under the lot. table. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. us some jail once. There you go. Whoa. So you'll find out from Shawnee's story in a few minutes that he's done a bit of jail. So the the jail ones would be would be kind of similar to the to the ones we're talking about. So yeah. it's all kind of underhanded. Um, in jail, there wouldn't really be a lot said. Like, when I was in jail, we used to have, like, we used to rip up our sheets and we tied them onto the ends of each other so we'd make a line. And on the end of the line, we tie a bag or something that we could put stuff into. So jam, butter, um, Weetabix. Butter. Butter, Weetabix, hash, tablets, Whoa. whatever it was you were trying to get across to your mate in the next cell. So he'd stick the toilet brush out the window <laughs> and I'd be on the other window <laughs> and I'd be doing cowboy John with the bag and then I'd just swing like it. A, like a lasso. Yeah, like a lasso. I'd swing it and I'd let it go and it'd catch on his toilet brush yeah. and then he'd just pull it into his cell and he has his little munchie for the night, maybe a joint. <laughs> And he's delighted with life. It's like yeah, the, he's like he's at the winning the lotto. And I would imagine in jail, for the most part, they just let that happen. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So that's at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, but... So the, the officers are, are not on the land. And there's no cameras on there's it. There's no cameras that. anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see how much prison I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, he's done nuts. <laughs> the he smartest fucker in the room. What no jail. Him, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we used to do. So a lot of the stuff we do... Like, or you'd send something down to the next cell and it'd be hidden in a diary or it'd be hidden something. So you'd say to the officer, say, Mr. Whatever was on, say, will you give that paper down to Ting? And inside the paper, there'd be a sheet of tin foil with a bit of gear on it. And he'd pass it into Bladen, whoever. Now, he wouldn't know it was in the paper. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you get unlucky. It might be a screw that'll check it. And then you're done for. For all those posh fuckers out there, Gear is heroin. <laughs> Her screw is uh, an officer in the jail. <laughs> we'll have to do like an index yeah, of yeah. words. You'll have to put the, word, the index table. Shy bag yeah. is somebody who's a shy bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking daddy. Uh, one or two more of these. Uh, and I'm, I'm bringing some of these up because I know he believes loads of these and he says them. Yeah. But we just lose them because me and him are just the, the conversation is just flowing. We lose them all the time. <laughs> uh, so one for sorrow, uh, two, two for, for joy, joy, three for a baby, and People four for a People still say that. Yeah. Magpoys. I've never seen a magpoy. Yeah. Shit. Touch a H. 
Told you. Do you know what the hell You know the haters on the walls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't pass them when we were kids. We'd have to touch That's them. That's called OCD. Yeah, no, it's you not. It's super, yeah, oh, what do you mean, John? You've seen a magpie, is it? No, if we seen a magpie, I'd have to see another one. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> me head so me melted. If we seen a black cat crossing the road, I wouldn't sleep that night. Yeah. Serious? Because a black, a black cat is representing death. That's what we used to think. Nah. And then the 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 H's were interesting because we used to touch the H's when we were going what was out the robbing. The no, you know, on the streets where you pass a brick or a, yeah, a lane of houses. Yeah, the is. No, it's not a hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a H. It's a plaque yeah. with the number H on it, man. Yeah, but what's for? It's, it's like a it's hose or a hydrant. Johnny. It's for water. It points out it's the hydrant. It is. Yes. 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 Well, there you go. We never knew that. Listen to the way he said the word. Say it, man. Ah, Dean, leave it. No, come on, man. Say it. Leave it. Dean, I want to get around to you in a minute. I haven't started. Man, you used the word hydrant. I never heard it said like that. Listen, we haven't started with you yet, okay? This is what we used to do. When we were going out robbing, we wouldn't be able to pass a hate without touching it. Serious? For fear of not getting a touch. Serious? <laughs> Swear to God. We think if we touch the H, we're going we're gonna to get something yeah, look, today. Yeah, yeah we're going to hit the jackpot today, boys. Hit the H. Who's we and, and when was this? And what happens? You end up with the H. You ended up smoking H. Yeah, we ended up smoking H and they ended up buying up and bleeding. Boys, I never touched that H again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very good. There you go. You ever used to touch yeah. the hages? Never uh, walk under a ladder. We seen the one magpie. You, you'd wait we'd have it. to wait to see another one. So what if you were like ten or twelve hours waiting? Would you ah, wait? sure. I just, I just run around looking for them. So this when you were. Uh, I'm going to suggest it was when you were a young player. Yeah, when we were about thirteen, fourteen, we used to go out robbing. Most days, we'd start at Santry Gap. And we do a full loop down through the Omni, around the back of swords. Robbing what, like? Robbing anything that was nailed down. And that me old Creeping into back rooms, grabbing handbags, robbing phones. Whoa. Anything. Money out of a till, stuff out of shops. So before we get into all that, because we're going to get yeah, into all yeah, that in a minute, Go on, right? go back to them, sorry. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's here, there's one I found, and this is to be the last one. So slay, sayings, slaggings and superstitions. Uh, the child of Prague, right? Yeah. Which I see uh, in your gaff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna call you a gaff. I know. Who's the child of Prague? You're gonna get it off him Boom now in a minute. Jesus. The child of Prague. The child of Prague is his little statue. He's got loads of statues. Loads of travellers have loads of statues. I'm sure you've seen. Because they just have statues of like angels and Jesus and Mary and all religious figures. For what? I'm gonna hand you over to the traveller. Why? Well, you see, the the statue of Our Lady resembles the statue of Our Blessed Mother, and it's a figure that we will pray to in our in our homes. Right. So, what is the? It's a reminder that Our Lady is still is still around in our life in our lives, basically. So that's what the statue represents. Yes. And when you say you pray to it, yes. What 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 what's that about? Um. Well. When they say, like, if we, for instance, I was in Lourdes two weeks ago, yeah? Yeah. There's a big statue of Our Lady there where Our Lady appeared. Have you ever heard that, Chav? We have, yeah. In Lourdes. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, 
thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people go there every single year to pray to Our Lady. So Our Lady is a reminder that she appeared. The statue there of Our Lady is a reminder to the whole world that wants to go there and has gone there that she, this is where she appeared. Right. And what if you're up to your bollocks in debt? You haven't got a gaff. And yeah. there's nothing changing in your life. Yes. And you're going to our lady and you're saying, what's the story? Uh, it doesn't work like that, Johnny, you see. It's not all about money or, or about... Um, no, but I don't even about, mean about money. I well, just mean money, about... Money like, would sort that problem out, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. But yeah. I just mean... I don't. I, I, that was kind of a little bit sarcastic. Yeah. But I just mean in a way of... See, I was, I was reared in a Catholic home. Yeah. And we were forced to go to Mass. Right. We were dragged to Mass, kicking and screaming. Right. And I was told, put your tongue out, it's black, you're telling lies. Right. That type of stuff. Do you get me? Uh, and we were told to say 10 Hail Marys if you were bleeding, playing with your wee, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever, like, you know. And it was real, it was real kind of condemning. Do you get me? Yeah. So my idea of Our Lady and all of that stuff wouldn't be the same as yours. No. Do you get me? But I do, I do respect your Let's belief say, Johnny, in that. Yeah, I was going to say that. It yeah, depends I do. what kind of belief you have in Our Lady. Yeah. What kind of faith you have. I was reared with belief in Our Lady and I, and I have built a great faith on that. Exactly. Like I, right yeah. now I have, uh, let's say, I'm very close to Our Lady. Mm. I have... Um, very, 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 very strong faith in her. And let's say I believe that she can answer any prayer that we made, that we offer to her or request. Um, for instance, there's been a lot of healings in Lourdes. A lot, a lot of healings in Lourdes. And it's not just in Lourdes. In Medjugorje, Fatima, Our Lady appeared in different parts of the world. She appeared in Knock in County Mayo. You heard of that, did you? Yeah. No, I don't go there fairly, uh, but uh, what I what I get a lot of, uh, I believe that Our Lady gives me and my family a very, very, very strong, great protection at all times. From and what? I feel from the world, from the whole world. In what sense? We're in, in every sense. We're living in a very dangerous world where a lot of people, uh, let's say, have gone astray in a lot, a lot of ways. Is that in relation to like alcohol? And I think um, I think it's because I'm not saying this is the answer to it. Yeah. Uh, well, you have alcohol, drugs. You have drugs. You have all. Violence. Let's say you have violence. You have a million types of different of corruptions in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now a lot of people get caught on that, but a lot of people don't. So if you um, like, for instance, if you have a higher power come from as I believe, come from heaven, then we have something to aim at, something to believe in. For me, it's God. And that protection. Jesus and our blessed lady. And I feel that every single day of my life. So that's the protection. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel our lady's with me every single day of my life because I believe she's there. If I didn't believe she wasn't there, she would not be there. Yeah. So I have to, I have to, I have to have that inside me. Yeah, you have that faith. Do you understand? If, do, I yeah. tell, if I tell myself, look at, Our Lady is not there, I don't want nothing to do with Our Lady, uh, then she won't be there. But the fact that I, yes, I I believe, I do believe, and I also tell myself every day, and I feel the presence of Our Lady at times. There's no, that's no, that's no doubt about that. Brilliant. Because so much, I have so much good in my life. 
Do you understand? Yeah. Like, um, I could probably name a million things through the years, but it's hard to think of everything. Like, you know what I mean? First of all, I have a beautiful family. Yeah. And, of course, that's through the blessings and the grace of God. I have that lovely family, yeah. Um, as I said, John, there's a lot of corruption in the world, and thanks be to God in heaven, my, my, my family, or, say, myself or my family, is not caught up in it. Thanks be to God for that. And I wouldn't be looking down on anybody else or not wishing on anybody else either, like, you know what I mean? But I think through the power of prayer, now I do a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer I do. I go to Mass almost, well, I do, I used to go every single day, and I go almost every day. Now, I go every every chance I get, I go to Mass. In the last few days you were doing, was the, the Novena, was it? Yeah, I was doing a, tri- a tridium, a three-day Novena to St. Anne. She's the mother of Our Lady, of Our Blessed Mother. Right. She's the grandmother to our Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour. And the, the Novena is where you just go to Mass and you and say... And Novena is very powerful because what it is, it's, um, let's say... I won't call it a link of prayers. It's, it's, you could say that if you wanted to. But the thing about it is, the fact that you put so much effort into... Um, like, we have a nine-day novena as well, right? St. Anthony has a nine-day novena, yeah? And we go to, we, we, we do that. But the fact that this it's um, it's like a step one after the other. It It's... Um, how would I say it? It's combining prayer... But on a massive scale. Also, on a, yeah, with other... Yeah, on with a other, big scale. On a bigger yeah. scale, yes. With loads of people. Loads and loads of people. And it's like a... So, um, it's like a fireball of... You're, you, you're uniting... It's like you're uniting yeah. your prayer with the world of prayer. Yeah. But it's happening all over the world at once, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, Everyone's it's, doing it's, it. It's happening all, all It's not just in your church at that time. No, it's no, in no, other no. churches. It's all it's, over the place. And then there's everywhere. people that can't make it to the church are doing it from home. Because yeah. I remember doing them here like, in Ballymoon when I was young because I was an altar boy and I was big into that. And... So we're in interesting territory here, and it feels like the energy is at like shifting a little bit, um, which is nice. And so the thing I had in my hand here was the child of Prague. Put the child in the Prague of Prague in the garden for good weather before the wedding. That was it. That was yeah. The, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like a superstition, then but it's also kind of one, a thing in fate. Then you have the other you one. You put the, the statue in the garden. Yeah. Before the wedding, Oi. the day before the wedding, for good weather for the wedding. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> like, you, you, yeah, hold on a minute. Five minutes ago, you wouldn't walk under a ladder. You yeah. were touching hages, yeah. and you're and you're, you're and you don't understand yeah. marrying stuff. No, what are you talking about? We don't understand putting up. I don't in understand the touching a h. But th- no, but this is I don't, I don't understand the bleeding magpie. But no, Johnny, no. let's put it this way: I'd rather have more belief in God than I would in a cat. You just said a black cat. <laughs> <laughs> you just said a black cat earlier on. Represents whatever you death. want to represent. Hold on, God made cats. It represents cats. Are you? Death, I didn't say anything about wrong cats. A black cat represents. No, Johnny, death. you were taught that. Do you, you ever, ever Johnny, see a black a super, cat crossing the road? Yeah, it's a superstition. When you should run. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a super. It's a super. It's a superstition. So is the fucking lamp in the garden. No, see, it is, man. No, the lamp in the garden. It's a lamp or an energy or a blade. I tell you what it is. It's a statue of Our Lady, right? Yeah, in the garden. Sorry, Our Lord. I meant to say it's a statue of Our Lord when Our Lord was a baby. Right, baby Jesus. That's is the, that, that what you said there? So basically, yeah, the child of pride. So it's basically, it's a small is statue. A baby you know Jesus. this statue, but you just baby don't know Jesus. it as the child of pride. I don't know it as the child of pride. If I you, you go, oh my God, I've seen yeah. that all my life. So Martin believes a set of things, right? You believe, or did believe, another set of things. 
Okay? One man's superstition is another man's fate. One man's fate is another man's superstition. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like so, that. if we're all but right... Fate is, better, fate is more powerful than superstition. Well, that depends because on that's, you're looking because because that's true for you. Yeah. For me, yes. Yeah. Why is it called a superstition? Because it's something that's not real. Yeah, but some people believe in it. Some people believe, no, in, 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 some people believe in Virgo and Sagittarius and, and Taurus. I don't believe in all of that. Yeah, do but other people no. do. See, there you go. See, I would believe in that. Yeah. Do you get me? Uh, so I believe in the universe. Yeah. And the stars and Jupiter and all of these other things and the moon and the so sunrise. Who, who, who made it all? Who created it? I couldn't tell you. I'm telling you now. God created it. Yeah, and that's great. But yes. I'm saying to you, I love watching so, the sunrise. So above all of this, above everything that's going on in Earth, there's a higher power. Yeah, but for, that's uh, for, for me, that's God. Yeah, Jesus. yeah that's they, for they, you. Do that for you. That's the word. For I you. I don't see for, that. For loads of people. All I see is the sun rising and the beauty. Yeah. And the love. And I'm just Did in that. Did you ever use the word of God? Did you ever use God? Oh my God. Did you ever use that word? Yeah. So why do you use that word? Because it's it's been it's been it's the oil. same way it's the same reason he says you have a, a face like a slap on the yeah. yeah. no, no, it's not the same reason. No, no, it's you, you know the reason I say, say you, you would say that on a on a more serious note. Am I right? Like Jim well, scratched your head and said, "Oh my God, what are they doing yeah, here?" No, well, oh I my mean, God, what am I, I doing here? I, at one point in my life, had the belief that you have. I genuinely did, man. Yeah. I did, and I prayed. Just, no, I'm I criticised. No, no, I know you're not. But I prayed. I had a belief in God and I was in Christian churches with my hands up in the air. I yeah. was fucking worshipping all of this stuff. But you fell out of it? No, I'd no feeling for a man. It was doing nothing for me. Yeah, but Johnny, this, this is where the fate is. It's fate. Yeah. So it, it done nothing for me. So fate. I found now something else that works for me. Yes. And it's just pure love. Yeah. And that's in, that's in my soul. Well, that's a very important, like, that's probably one of the most important words on earth anyway. Mm. What you said there. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't take away the fact that, for me anyway, and that's saying for yourself, uh, if I have belief in something and I have good faith in something and I can feel it from inside, then there must be something good there. It has to be. And Johnny's saying exactly the same thing. He has faith different... and belief and feeling of love. And you didn't always have that, Shani, or where, Sean. Where does it come from? So that's a good question. So let's go. So now yeah. this is the time. This is the moment. We can where all feel it. Where does it come it. from? Everyone can feel it. Dean. Go on. Where does it come from? The love. Yeah. It comes from... See, it's complex. So... It comes from the heart. Yeah, starters. no, but it's... It's, see, it there? it's not. It's not just as simple as that. Go on. For me. So for me, it comes from years of trauma. It comes from years of addiction. It comes from years of being homeless. And it comes from years of just being really, really down on me looking in the good. So basically, it came from a good recovery. Is that, is that what you're trying to... No, it came from being totally broken and lost. That I was ready for Glasnevin Cemetery. And I'd nothing left in my life. And I cried out. For, for cried out to get some type Who of. Who did you cry out to? I just cried out from my heart. I didn't cry. I didn't even know what I was crying out for. So do you not think God would be in life without him realizing us? I don't know, but I just know that in that moment, something inside me soul broke, and I don't look at it as God or I don't look at it as anything like that. 
I just look at it as I got to a point in my life where I just couldn't go on anymore the way I was going. Do you, could it be possible, um, no, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, could it be possible that somebody praying for you, Johnny, Johnny, you don't even know that? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Maybe the other, maybe I'm the sure there is. My mum's very, there. very godly. So she's prayers, does no venas. Me auntie does no venas. The Catholic side of kind of life would be ingrained in my family, but I don't believe it. But there is so someone I, fell out, I fell out with my ma loads of times. We, yeah. Me and my ma have had full blown arguments because she's telling me like stupid stuff. Like if I say something, like this, here's, here's an example. So if I call me little one a kid, yeah, my ma literally goes mental. She, she can't. She's not a kid. She's not a goat you're talking she's about. She's not a goat, yeah. And I'm like, she's my child. I call her the kid if I want. I call her a bleeding baboon if yeah, I want. I call her a baboon. I call her a little lula. I call her whatever I want. No, I my ma's belief system is you can't call her that in the name of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get yeah. me? That's what it is with me, ma. So there's a thing here about uh, belief systems. So. Uh, and if you don't believe in my belief system, you need to start believing in it. Yeah? Right. So what I was saying there, Shawnee, was, right, there must be someone praying for you. I said that to you, didn't I? Yeah. So you, you answered my question, your mother prays for you. Yeah, well, I'm So basically, you're saying about the love you have in your heart and the way you felt how your life was sort of down and out and you didn't probably mm. care about anything, yeah. So now you've found something better, thanks be to God for that, right, in my words, yeah. So... Um, maybe that answers the question, does it? No. You do have someone praying for you, which is yeah. your mother. No, but the love comes from... The love comes from that broken shell, right? Because during that whole time, we had this voice inside my heart that was saying to me, Shani, you are a good human being. You deserve better than this. Who was the voice? It just my soul was talking to me. It's, I, I, I look at it in Martin as in... I lived by... The it's like two two um two personalities if you like right so if one and this was the personality that controlled my whole life it was the one voice I listened to was get drugs rob people use you know all of that negative stuff I'd know I'd know balance so then what happened when I got to the end of the road was this voice and that was coming from your head it wasn't coming from your heart no so then this voice from my soul started whispering to me. And I started saying, come on, Johnny, you got to look after the little fella. Come on, you can play and do better than this. You're decent, you're a good kid. And that started to get louder. The longer I was, like, you know, being broken and battered and the older I was getting and the sadness was getting worse, the pain, the bleeding hoidings I was getting because I couldn't defend myself. And I was just, I was 26 should have been in the prime of my life. What age you, Johnny? Let me ask him. 42. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you ever think that, um, you know, when you're, you're, uh, you were saying this has come from your head where you were to do all the wrong things in life, basically? Mm. Yes. So if that, if that was happening to somebody that I would say, let's say if I was allowed to say the word, right, 
I'd say that was come from the devil, right? The yeah. best way of saying it, because yeah. he's out there to make everyone, he's out there to destruct everybody's lives. Yeah. He's out there to bring you down, tell you what's wrong, or to do wrong, not what's wrong, but to do wrong in every possible way. Mm. And it seems like this sort of happened to you without maybe realising probably, although you realise now. So now you're saying you, um, you're a different person, thanks be to God for that. The other thing about it is now you're saying what made you strong was coming from your heart. It wasn't come from the head, it come from the heart. Yeah. Did you ever think for one second that it might be the power of God that's bringing that out of you? No. You never did? We did. I did when I was younger, but it was forced on me. It wasn't a belief that I naturally had. Maybe, did, did, did you think it was forced on you, Johnny, or was it just a normal teaching that you didn't understand when you were young? No, no, it wasn't. It because was, every child wants to go up and play and do something so different. I met, I met a girl the other day, right? Give me an example. I met a girl the other day, right? I was doing a, a blading photography launch for a place that I do a lot of work with. And we were doing like a charity, we were doing a big cycle in September. So the, I launched it for them. They took photos. It was all, you know, it was great. Very good. So I done that. But I met a girl there. She stopped me on the way back up on my bike. She had mental health issues. Girl wasn't well. She's from Cape Town in Ireland, like a long, long time. And she says to me, Is that the because I had the Peter McFerry Trust jersey on me? Mm. And she says to me, Is that the Peter McFerry Trust there? We says, No, that's the head office. We says, What's what's up? How are you? You all right? And I got chatting to her. She says to me, No. She said, I've no rent. She said, The guy in the bank told me to come to the Peter McFerry Trust that they'll help me. And I says, Right, right, right. I says, like, where are you? What's going on for you? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. So we got chatting. We said, come on. I says, I'll show you where you need to go. Because there's a day service that you can go into where you get support. So we brought her up there. But on the way up, she was telling me she's a full-blown evangelist. And she kept saying to me, it's true, the power of Jesus. And all this mad stuff. And I was saying to her, I don't want to know. Yeah. We just want to get a cup of coffee, love. I don't care about playing any of that. Do you yeah, get me? That's yeah. your stuff. Yeah, that's, that's your, your that's stuff. Your yeah. like that's Johnny. your stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like, I have spent, I suppose this is really strong in me, Martin, because my ma tried to force religion down my throat and my family did. So for me, it's a very, very... At what age? At what age, basically? When I was, since I was a young kid. Since I was very, very young. So for me, because of that, I think I've got to a place in my life where I just believe in the love that I have inside of my soul. Mm. I don't relate that to anything externally. It's it doesn't. It you get me? But you it's don't. Not, but you don't think it came from anywhere. No. No, I don't. I don't even think like in that way. Do you get me then? Yeah. I yeah. don't think externally that it comes from anything. I just think it's inside of me. I have it innately. So, um, and it comes from me, like the joy that I see in my beautiful daughter's eyes. So, when I look, when I look at Harper Lillian when she was born and I held her, I cried for the first time in my life. I literally cried uncontrollably because I couldn't believe this bundle of joy that I was holding in my arms. And I never experienced love, never in my life. All I experienced was trauma, violence, you know. All, All of the that. bad things to yeah. do. So when I had Harper mm. for the first time in my life, I got Johnny's a, smiling there. Yeah, I got a glimpse. I got a real glimpse of pure, true love. And that was the first time. And I was 37 when I happened. 
That's fucking beautiful. Child of Prague. Child of Prague. I'll tell you a little bit about it, right? Yeah. When, um... Hold <laughs> on, I'm just in tears listening to the story there. The Child of Prague. Yeah. Why do you think it stopped you? But come here, come here, come here for <laughs> a second. I'm going to just finish right when we'll talk about the Child of Prague. So when Harper was born, I believed that was the start of my new beginning in life. So we're going to use a very it, yeah. evangelistic thing. That was like you were reborn. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm you can, right and that. we can put Muslim, Buddhist, Christian, Catholic. Yeah. Uh, in in AA, it's the higher power. Yeah. It's in other things. It's blade and Jibuba. It's it's the tordoi. Yeah. But there's the loads chakra, of labels the for chakra. it. But if if we just allow each other to have our own thing, whatever our thing is, and we can because we all know in this world that you know. We think that we're right, and if we're right, well, then he must be wrong. And we get this self righteous thing, and it stinks, it smells. We've had it in this country for years. Yeah. And what you've experienced is what you believe for you is love. And you call that Sean. You call that Harper. Yeah. You call that feeling free from all that shit that was happening to you. For 30 odd years. Yeah. 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 It's fucking deadly. Yeah, it's freedom from all of that, all of them old beliefs, all the shackles, all the fucking torture, superstitions, all the superstitions, the pain, the hages, the hages, the, the heroin, McCoy's, the heroin, the blocks, the fucking police, the cells, oh, shivers. the yeah. social workers the stopping Robin. our farts chipper on the way into the bleeding, uh, you on the way into Eccle Street. We used to have to go there, slept in the police station till <laughs> two in the morning. Oh the out of our social worker would come and get me. And she'd stop and fart and fizz, but I'd never forget it. She used to get me a beautiful burger and chips and a can of Coke. <laughs> and that was at about three in the morning. And I'd be cold, freezing, and I'd have that. And I'd go in and she'd send me up to the room and I'd be in my own little room for the night. Hell of our social worker. What age were you? 12, 13? 13, 14. 13, 14. You'd already stayed in Peter's in the hedges, had you? Yeah, I was in the pipe box. In the what? Pipe box. What's that? <laughs> in the pipe box? Out, out, yeah, outside out, the lift. Outside the lift, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in <laughs> yeah. there with my brother, yeah. So yeah. Peter go, you can't come in. So Peter McFerry uh, had a flat in the tower block there. If you were too young, he wouldn't let you into the house because the older lads were in there Sweet. and they were smoking gear and bits yeah, and bobs. Yeah. So he'd say to me and my brother, just sit out in the pipe box for tonight. And then if you're still there after a couple of nights, he might bring you in. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And the pipe box where all the pipes went up and down the tower blocks. And there heat. was a bit of heat in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know? roasting. It was oh, I was there, brother. I'm, I'm just going to put my hand out and give Shawnee a little tap because I was there, brother. I was there. It was yeah, beautiful. So the pipe box was the start of my journey into Hedges flat. And that world of... Um, Hedge is Peter McFerry because he has fluffy yeah. hair. Peter McFerry, we used to call him Hedge. That was his nickname. Oh, we gave right? him that nickname, yeah, because he had a big hedge of, of grey hair, Martin. And years ago, he was a, obviously he was a priest. So the lads in the flat, the real old timers, like fucking um, Jerry Bewley, Joe Count, Rocky Smith, Ollie Prendergast, all the older lads, um, gave him that name. Yeah, and then it was passed down to us. So, like Dan said, I was in the pipe box for two weeks, and he took 
pity on me and he brought me in and he gave me a bed in the house. And what brought you to Peter McFurry knowing he was a priest? I was homeless. Yeah? I was on the streets. So you turned to God for help? No. You're trying to blink and convert him in front of those, are you? Let no, him tell a no, story no, and stop no, pushing no, your yeah, God on yeah. No, I didn't convert to God because he was a priest. He is he a just, priest, that's He right. is a priest, yeah, but he just had this flat that took but in. Is it not by that the grace in, is basically. it not by the grace of God that he was there to help you out? Yeah, but also Peter has a story as well. Peter went to Summer Hill and got a yeah. fucking wake-up call because yeah. he was in the Jesuit, doing his Jesuit training, 12 years, all paid for, up in Clongos, had all his bleeding, um, had all his bills paid for, and then went to Summer Hill and got a got a slap Real in the away, face of reality. Yeah. And Shawnee lived in that reality, and then Peter came to Ballymun and helped youngblas like Shawnee in that reality of poverty, pain, trauma, addiction, misery, misery baitings, abuse, yeah. all yeah. types of shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he was our, he was our, he was basically our hero. I went off, say, I went off say, one there. Yeah, he <laughs> was our hero. He, would you say he was a godsend? Yeah. Hey. No, no, no. Well, he was a hero. Man's doing conversions yeah, next man, week. No. Yeah, yeah. No, but he was the most amazing person that I met. Because what he done for me was he showed me compassion. He used to, like, the stuff that he used to put up with. And there was loads of staff walked in the flat, so we got to go on outings with Pedro. We went fishing. We done all this great stuff. Like, I loved it in there. And I was starting to smoke heroin. And what age was, are you there, Sean? Just was, for a reality check for people. What age were you? I was 15, 16. 15, 16. Did you know that he he done mass here about, about four weeks ago in Ballymont? Yeah, he does mass all the time. Yeah. And yeah. did you know that he was, uh, he was attacked? Yeah. Yeah. I do, yeah. Someone knocked at his door early hours yeah. of the morning. We was down with him a couple of days later having a cup of tea. Open the door and give him a few bangs. Is it sad? Yeah, For but do you know what? It's so not actually sad, man. I'll tell you what it is. It's reality. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. that man lives in a house in a community where his door is open all day. Yeah. And the people that are going into his home, Martin, are not going in there to bring him in a blade and gato cake yeah. and a fucking flat white or a latte and... <laughs> He's open. Like deal is clean for him. He's open, to, open. he's open to it. Like. It's, open, it's open for everything. It's not just yeah. open for happy, bleeding, clappy. Don't, yeah. He's in the marketplace, as Ramdas would say. Yeah. He's in the marketplace and he's living it. He's not stuck in a church or, or in a cave somewhere yeah. praying and meditating. No, he's, he's on the front line. He's in it. Yeah. And, and that's and, where he loves to be. And he was your superhero. Yeah. Probably a father figure. Yeah. And he showed you unconditional love. 100%. Yeah, did he did he ever talk to you, Shawnee, about like fate, about God, no, and never? And that's Serious. what I loved about Peter. Serious. That's what I loved about the man. He never ever done that with me. No, what I tried and to no, what I tried to do. No, now, but that? he no, he just. <laughs> do you know job, what? Yeah. yeah, no, but you know what, man? He just never had that. He, he he's a like he would do that through action. Or true love. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry, a big boom there. So yeah. a couple Very of weeks nice. ago, me and Martin were having a conversation about some serious stuff what was happening. And he was looking at these statues across the room. And I was saying, Martin, you are those statues. It's the work that we do in this world. It, that's the reason what we all look at these statues or these idols or these gods. It's the work that they done in this world. So let's do the work in the world and let's stop just talking about it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Peter does the work in the world. 
and that's what you that's what connected with you. It wasn't going to mass. It wasn't about hearing the gospels. Uh, and if that's your thing, that's your thing. And if that yeah. works for you, that works for you. It yeah. wasn't working for you. No. What no. was working for you was real world love and compassion, uh, a pair of jocks, a hot bleeding meal. Hands on. And that's and I've gone to church with Pete that to bury people. Only recently we buried a, a lad that was living with him. And so I, I've seen him saying mass. I've been in churches with him many, many times. But he's never ever tried to talk about anything like that. And I've spoke to him like on a one-to-one -one level about issues that I'm having in my life and I've got guidance on him on many, many occasions. And he would would just talk to me like the way we're talking here. Pretty good. That's brilliant. <laughs> give you know us, what I mean? Give us Very the, uh, for people, I know you as much as anyone could know, you know, somebody. Yeah. I know you. You've talked to me. You've said stuff to me that you probably haven't said to many people about shit that went down in your life, about bleeding, uh, stuff that has come up for you, fingers that were pointed at you, shit that you done when you were on your arse, when you had no teeth, when you were on smack, when you were bleeding in the gaff, robbing, all that, whatever. Um, Martin doesn't know you like that. He knows you as the fella who bounces in, is full of energy, who does bleeding yoga classes, has a big smile, just done an Iron Man. Uh, so fill in the gap, be you know, between that young fella and where we are now. Give us that story. Bring us on that journey. Basically, where you made your change, Johnny, and how you progressed. So yeah, so that's that's a that's that's a long process that we're gonna condense down because we'll be here for too long. You'll be here for two lifetimes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I am from this community. Grew up in Changan. Well, I started in Balbucha Lane. I set my mass flat and fired as a young kid. Messing with matches, place went up. So we moved to Changan Gardens. I was, um, I never felt quite full as a human being. Never quite felt all right. In school, on the street with the lads, I was always moving groups. I was going here, going there. I was fucking chasing young ones when I was quite young. I was trying to fill myself up with all of this external stuff. And then, obviously, unfortunately, because of the community I lived in, and all my role models were drug dealers. And that's what I was looking up to. That's all that was ahead of me. So I looked around, and basically, my friends that I grew up with were looking at the same thing, and we all started using drugs, basically. So it seemed, it seemed to be normal at the time. Yeah, it was normal. And then, my man and dad, I had their own shit going on. There was a lot of stuff happening in my gaff that I didn't enjoy. And I made a decision to to jump out of the boat. I was just, I'm not having this. I'm out of here. So I started dropping out the bedroom window, going on go, staying out on the street, hanging around. I used to stay in the SO garage with Alan overnight. I used to sit there with him. He'd give me a can of Coke and a pack of cigarettes and crisps and a Mars bar and I'd sit there all night other times I'd sit in the block and country on my own on the bottom of the stairs freezing waiting on someone to come down and bleeding one lad that I know he's actually in recovery now he used to come down real early in the morning to go to work and he used to give me a couple of D5s and a few bob What's D5s is for people? So D5s are roach, Valium. Yeah. They're a Valium. relaxer yeah. yeah, benzodiazepines Benzodiazepines, yeah Very good. So he used to give me a handful of them and a few quid, like he gave me a fiver and he said, get yourself a coffee because he felt really sorry for me. 
And I mean, so we should have. I was quite young, like, you know what I mean? What and age were you on the D5s? I was 18, 19. Okay. And I was homeless. So I was using a lot at that point. But when I was 14, I got locked up in a young fenner's home for a mugging that I'd done in Ballymun. I had a blade up to a fella's neck. And I got done for that. And I got sent to the circuit criminal court. I was only 16. And the fella that was up before me that day, I'll never forget, it got 11 years for an aggravated burglary. And I was shitting myself down the cell. Good. And when your man came back down, he was like, I'm, he got, I'm at the getting 11 year. And I was only a kid. I was sitting in the corner <laughs> of the cell. Like, I was only 16. These boys were playing grown gangsters. Like, these were hardy lads. And I was shite myself in the corner. But I was giving her all that. Yeah, who's having it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it on my back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was giving her all the bravado. Yes. But underneath the bravado, Inside I was crying. shaking. Little, little Sean was in yeah. a cave, pissing little, in the corner. Pissing in his pants. Yeah, so up I went in front of the judge, and the judge wasn't too happy with me. And he says to me, do you know, he says, what you done, he says, is not too different from what that last lad that was up in front of me done. He said, and I gave him 11 years in prison. Right? Now, I was shaking at this point. Anyway, cut long story short, he gave me three years, the last year suspended, and I went to a place called Trinity House, which is a young offender's lockup ward, and I spent two years of my life there. So two of the most precious years of your life I spent locked up. So that was when I was 16 till I was 18. From a boy to a man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I learned nothing. Yeah. I was bullied. I was me mentally and emotionally bullied, um, traumatised, and... The two things that got me through that time was sports. We got mad into trampoline and weightlifting, squash, table tennis, football, boxing, pad walk, anything I could put outdoor pursuits, canoeing, rock climbing, abseiling, everything I became the best at. All of them things. Very good. So you were abused and bullied by the other uh, yeah. young people that yeah. were in there and yeah. all these things were activities that were available in the place that you could go and do. Yes, exactly. Adventure sports and all that. Yeah. These lads are 16, 17, let's bleed and give them, throw the kitchen sink at them in terms of activities yeah. to keep them... Uh, keep them at their energy. Busy. Yeah. Yeah, outlet and, out, and I went to school while I was there doing watercolours, <laughs> done loads of great stuff. Watercolours? Yeah. Fucking deadly. Watercolours. So, and I used to sell them to the staff at Christmas time. The other thing I used to do was, that got me through it was, I used to lie in my room and listen to Elton John. Yeah. And Elton John was a real escape for me. That so gave go. me Here that. Here we go. Well, you hear this, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Kinsler singing Elton John. Give us a, <laughs> give us a bar of Elton John. What was your song? What was it? Come on. Don't be sure you know. I actually, I, I don't remember the exact songs. But I remember listening to Elton John every single Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Sean, yeah, don't worry yeah. about that. Dean is good at yeah. throwing you in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so we used to listen to Elton John, Billy Joel, and that's what got me through. Because when I was lying in my cell at night, I was go over, going over all the stuff that was happening to me. I was going over my life. I was going over what the lads were doing to me. I was going over why they were doing it, why I was weak why all of this internal stuff was happening for me and I was processing that every single night for hours on end and Elton John used to take me away from that and he used to bring me to a place where I was free and where I was singing and I was happy and I had freedom and I was Sean yeah yeah but that was just in my mind 
that wasn't a reality for me but that was one of the coping mechanisms I had and then after that I got out and I started using even more because my self-worth my self-esteem my mental health was on the floor and that was it my life was like that in and out so is that where you changed? no well, like, I suppose what brought me I, that experience that happened in Trinity House happened to me for 15 years after that I was bullied in different prisons I had different crazy experiences like I was in a padded cell one time for three weeks on my own deep in a depression my mental health was gone and I was unreachable okay and the only person I connected with was Deco and Charlie the priest so Father Deco that does be yeah, here in Ballymone yeah, yeah. Father Deco yes oh, yeah. he's about giant yeah, yeah, oh, here's yeah. another priest from Martin yeah. to bleed and no, get I you know that, I know yeah. that, so Deco used to come in and visit me because he was the only he was the only one Martin right that was allowed into the cell with cigarettes yes. because he was coming as a as you know sent like you were saying he was someone from God he, yeah, he was so he was holy under. and he was coming in to give me some support or help me and that was the only interaction we ever had was on a daily so basis so that's the only support you had in the, in the jail is that what you're saying yeah well for three weeks I, I put myself in a padded cell how do you put yourself in a padded cell just for people you just asked the officer can Serious? I go to a padded cell yeah and we just you, said were you we on want... any like benzodiazepines at that point any drugs in, in the no, I was totally clean. Yeah, yeah. So pressure was getting your best and you had to be yeah, put somewhere with a lot of With a lot of stuff going on internally and it was impacting me mental health. So with all these like lawyers and beliefs and different things that happened to me and I was thinking other people knew and I was thinking what are they going to think and I was thinking of all this stuff but it was all happening at the same time and I was overwhelmed. I couldn't cope. And was that, were you suicidal? At the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And who was allowed to see your father Declan? Yeah, so I went to the, I went to the landing to the gate we seen a load of fellas. I got a fruit and I said to the officer at the gate, bring me to the pad. They're, they're, they're a threat to me, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were paranoid said, as well? Yeah, paranoid yeah. as well, yeah. So I said, I'm, like, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Just get me out here. Get me into the pad and just leave me. And he was like, what? <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I was like, please. And that was it. I went to the pad itself and I went in and I stayed in. Yeah, hold on, <laughs> hold on. There's something that was nice there. There's a few things going through my head. You you went into the padded cell and you went in. What does that mean? Because you you done a little movement like yeah, inside. Yeah, so you. we went in. Yeah. So going in for me at that time was protection. Does that mean you locked yourself away from the world? Is that yes. trying to say? Yeah. So we went inside myself into that place where we felt free, where yeah. it felt comfortable, Safe. where it felt loved, where it felt like. We can manage this. This yeah. is all right. And then you said you stayed in. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that it means mean I made a decision to stay there on a long-term basis, which means that it takes a lot of resilience to do that. So that's not something that you you make a decision of lightly. So that was something in that moment that I decided and it was there was nothing going to change it. I was made that decision for me. As a human being, I'm here. But now. it wasn't about just I'm going inside myself, like I'm locking myself away, like I'm becoming a recluse. Was it? Was no, that it? No. It was, no. I'm, going, was I'm going on a journey in yes. here. In here to find out how we can overcome this like situation in my life right now. Because I didn't what find it. Then, Johnny? I would have been 
that was in the Joy. Shawnee, sorry. That was in the Joy and Cork. So that would have been about, probably, I was roughly 23, 24, man. Just to go back to that point, you went in because it sounds like you didn't find it outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I couldn't find it outside. It wasn't that I, I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't. you couldn't. You tried it all. Yeah, I tried everything outside. I tried the foy, I tried the psychologist, I tried the priest, I tried this, I tried fitting in with the lads, I tried being the clown, I tried being, <laughs> the, hard I tried man, being the, the hard hero man from Ballymoon, I tried being the blade and grey footballer who was all everybody's friend. The sex symbol. I tried being the sex symbol ripped in the gym and none of it worked. And then you tried Sean. And then I just tried Sean and it worked. And Sean was in there. <laughs> He was there. <laughs> he was there. was outside, banging, yeah. kicking doors, yeah. slamming blade and heads, blade and jumping, doing jump overs. <laughs> so smashing grabs. So change, change, Johnny. Yeah. No. So you still didn't learn from there. That was only the start. And tell me something. How well did you know Father Declan? Very well. Did you? Yes. He's a nice priest, isn't he? He's lovely. He's a lovely man. I know Father Declan now thirty-one years. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, he's a lovely man. Years, he's a lovely priest. He was very good to me, Martin. I actually used to slag him for being most, in prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my most darkest days, he was very, very good to me. It showed me loads of compassion. So and it was just a blade. So would you say he was a godsend, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Do you want to get baptized tomorrow at six o'clock? Yeah, <laughs> six in the morning. So here, there's a, there's that word again, compassion, uh, which I'm going to call unconditional love. Yeah. And Same. he went. You went. He he wasn't going in and hitting you over the head with a Bible. He was just going, all right, Sean. Yeah. Here's a question that just came to me head. Did he call you Sean or Shani? Sean. Ooh, I can feel that. Sean is there. Sean yeah. is there. And I'm seeing him. I'm, I'm looking at Sean now. A year ago, two years ago, when we kind of crossed paths on the beach, I met Shani. The dancer, the blade and jester. The, so Dean, can I ask you a question? Finish, one, yeah. one second, man. The 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 chancer, the lost boy. Yeah. And I'm on, I'm, on, I'm at the same Sean there looking across me. So Dean, tell me something, my friends. I'm a bit lost here. What's the difference between Shawnee and Sean? Is there two people? He's going to explain it to you <laughs> now. He's going to explain it to you. He's yeah, going to explain so, it to you. Yeah. Well, I think I'm explaining it in my story. Yeah, yeah. I think my story's explaining Sean and Shawnee. Because the But you're still Shawnee, aren't you? No, no. And this is what I'm saying. But you just get called Shawnee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Oh. It's like Aaron May, uh, Willie. Yes, exactly. Uh, so people would know Willie Woy, but yeah. we all know him here in Ballymoon as the alter ego, Willa Woy. Willa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Willa. Willa. Dino. Dino. But in behind Dino is Dean. Yeah. And I've been Dean a long time. In behind Shawnee is Sean. You've been Sean. About twelve months, is it? Or is it longer? It's 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 probably a little bit longer, but it's been it comes and goes. Yeah. And and I think that's the journey that I'm on, Martin, is like me evolving and becoming who I am now, like what's sitting right in front of you here is like has been a long, long journey for me. And the prison, without the prison, without the padded cell, without the heartache, without the bleeding, nearly losing my arm from using, without all the trauma and all the stuff that happened to me, I wouldn't be trying to get to Sean. 
<laughs> you wouldn't be sitting there smiling, <laughs> telling Full us that all the shit you went through yeah. was great. It was amazing. It was the most beautiful experience that we can ever fucking imagine happening. And I never would change any of my life's journey if I was to go back. I wouldn't so change it's like any. So it's like a conversion, Johnny. You just what I'm saying? Well, to be honest with you, I feel... You feel you've been converted, have you? I feel like a different human being. <laughs> yeah. I feel... I'm, I'm not joking with no, you when good. I say this no, to that's you. that's good. I feel like I want to make people happy all the time. Right. I want to share pure love. I want to share Sean with people. I want to be me. So you wouldn't, just, be, you wouldn't be one, Shawnee, for holding grudges then, would you? No. No? No. Okay. So what would happen if you came across all the guys that bullied you for the last so many years? So would that happen to me? Would you put your hand on so the shake? So I'll give you a story. I got a hoiding here in Ballymoon. I know it's a random question, but yeah, it's just no, something No, it's a good ask. question. I got a hoiding here in Ballymoon when I was 24 years of age. I was strung out to bits. I was selling drugs for a big gang in Finglas, selling large amounts of heroin. And I was strung out on crack. So that's how we was feeding me crack habit. Yeah, and I was walking around Ballymun with stuff on me. I was fucking psychotic. I thought my ma had the new dog that she got was a sniffer dog and she was using it to find me stuff in the gaff. My head was melted, man. But anyway, cut a long story short, I was in the towers one night with no money. I was only at the pay me debts off to the boys. I'm in the towers with a big bag of stuff. Now in the bag is everything. Bottles everything of shower gel. Fucking Elmi Mazgaff, <laughs> uh, watches, fucking clothes, anything that I could sell to get the money up for a rock. So I'm in the pub and all the young that I score off in Balcoris are in the pub. And they're all the lads. Johnny smiling at me because yeah. we we know who these lads yeah, are. Yeah. They know who we are. Yeah, yeah. And now we can all talk about <laughs> it, which is fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Go on, go on, go on. So anyway, so I'm in the pub. I'm down the back. The lads are all there doing that thing and they have their own little culture and I'm outside of that because I'm the junkie. I'm the broken down fucking fella that scores rocks and that is down here on the fucking floor, like, you know. And they're the stylish lads with the with the Gucci's and the this and the that. And they're kind of in a different place to me. One of the young fellas said something to me. And I said something back to him off the cuff. I can't even remember what he said. Because I was sick. I was withdrawing. And I was in a bad, bad place. I didn't even think about it. So I walked outside. And three of them followed me out. Came out behind me. And they gave me a, the most merciful hiding. For about 20 minutes. When I tell you they kicked me. From pillar to post. From the Towers pub, they kicked me right across the road, all the way over. And every time I got up to try and run, they clipped me heel and I'd fall flat on my face. And I got a very bad hiding that day. And I'll never forget the feeling that I had that day, sitting on my own, bloodied, no money, lost, and feeling really fucking humiliated. And it was, it was in that moment that I thought, there has to be something better than this for me. Yeah, one of your lowest points. Yeah. I thought, this is not you good. You wouldn't change that now? No. One of the youngflers that done that to me, fast forward, 10 years, we meet the same youngfler in Coutry's Garden, Rock. And he's ho he's homeless and he's fucked. And do you know what I done, man? I went to. over and I said hello to him. And I says, how are you, pal? Yeah. How are you? 
I met a few of them out swimming a couple of weeks ago and they were like, we're fucked. Can we have a little bit of what you have? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we can hold it against them. They can hold it against us or we can all realise where we're at. We all do shit. Yeah. We've all been in places that we didn't want to be. But there, but for the grace of God, go I. And in that word is the word grace. And we've talked about this. That stuff that happens to us, we hate it up until the point where we realise that's at the showing us who we really are, who we really want to be, what is really going on. So actually the shy is grace. It's to be, we're to be grateful for it. We're to be thankful. We're to have gratitude for that stuff. And it's only really when you get through your 30s and into your 40s that you get it. Dean, That's the journey. Dean, quick question. Who do you give gratitude to and grace for? Um, I know who you give it to, okay? You yeah. give it to what you believe yeah. is your God. Well, I'm not asking tricky questions here. Simply no, no, you're, to you're asking the question. But I, sometimes I feel like you're asking and you want me to say God. No, 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 so, no. So I'm going to no. say it from me. Dean, don't feel that way. I want to say one thing to you. Do not feel under any obligation to answer the question the way you might think I want it. Okay. I'm answer the way you feel like answering it. So here's, here's my answer. And if you don't answer. want the answer, say, look, I don't feel like answering that question. So here's it's fine. I'm good with that. My answer is, I am grateful. Not to anybody, for no. anybody, I am just grateful. There is grace and I am grateful. And I have gratitude. It's not to anybody. It's not to our God. It's just is. And there's a difference between the way I feel it and see it and the way you feel it and see it. You feel it and see it in a God or in Mary, or in Joseph. Yes, right. For me, it's in me. It's in Dean. I fight and it, it's in everything in the world. All, everything all at once everywhere. It's all energy all at once everywhere. It's so tell me something. Love. What do you... What do you um, go back to Johnny's question first, Johnny. I'll ask yeah. you one more yeah, time. Call so him Johnny one more what? time. Yeah. No, I have to. Sorry, so, Johnny. I'm Johnny. Johnny. Was, so what anyway. I was saying there was, right, Dean kicked in, yeah? Me and Dean's going to be slapping yeah. the heads with each other later on. Um, <laughs> I think that's, I think this great. is great. It's lovely. The dynamic is amazing. <laughs> and the way you said you met him 10 years later, yeah? And you just went over and shook hands with him so yeah. you gave him a hug like. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was good. That, yeah. that, that is love and forgiveness. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I did. And the reason I done that was not for him. For you. To bring healing to yourself, yeah? I done that for me. For the young part of myself that was battered and broken. And I don't want to live like that anymore. And I don't want to be any part of that. So in order for me to to oh to kind of move through that, I have to forgive that young lad and say to him, Do you know what? There's my hand. Right. I wish you the best. Because I understand that he was exactly you were like there. me. You were there. But he was like me. He was just trying to survive in a in a in an arena that unfortunately at times you have to do stuff that you don't actually want to do or that you know is wrong. And what he done to me that night, he knew in his soul that it was, was wrong. wrong. Yes. But he was under pressure from his peers. Someone was probably at the saying, you're going to let him off at that, blah, blah, blah. And he probably took taking the piss out of him. So he had to be seen to do that to survive. And he, didn't, he didn't have the privilege of perspective. He was a young man. Yeah. Just like you, Shawnee was a young man. And now, as a 42-year-old father, 
you've got perspective. As the song goes, you've seen life from both sides now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and there is a pivot pivoting point or a fulcrum or a, a focus point or a rock bottom or a place of change where it goes from all the external stuff that is the problem or that is the solution to inside, which is where the love is. Yeah. So, Sean, can we fast forward this a little bit, yeah? Yeah. Right. Um, we're behind microphones here. We have no cameras on here, so people can't see what story is here. You're, um, you went through all of that for years. We're going to talk about the good stuff now. How about that? You're, uh, you're in great shape this minute, right? Yeah. You look like a top-class athlete. You finished Ironman, the full Ironman. That's right. Three Switzerland. Times. You just come back from, was it Brussels? Or where did you come back Switzerland. from? Switzerland. You came back from Switzerland. Yeah. Just last week, was it? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So you're at the top of your game now at this present moment. Well, I mean, you're looking to look all further. I understand that. But you're in, you are in a great position. That's in it. A great, yeah. You're I'm, in a great place at the moment. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Physically, right. mentally. Everywhere and, possibly. And I suppose the biggest place that... The re- I suppose the reason I can do all of that is because of the love. Right. And anyone that's listening to you now you know you have a great, um, a brilliant sense of humour. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Now, when did all that? When did all this become about? When did all that change from the bad stuff? You leave all that behind you. Two years ago. Because we could look at you now as uh, if you want me to if you excuse the language, right? If I was if I wasn't sitting here in front of you now, right? I would listen to all this that you're coming out with there for the last hour. Say, yeah. Chances are, I'd be picturing you as a maybe a junkie or a down and out this, a down and out that. Mm. Yeah. But I can see for myself here that you're a fresh young man. I'm just got to say and the word addict instead of junkie no, there because no, junkie's a heavy old word in this community. No, it's not yeah. a word. It yeah. is a heavy word. Drug but it's not a word. Whatever you want yeah. to say, right? Yeah. It's not a word I would normally use. No, I said if if I wasn't sitting here in front of you, mm-hmm. that the, probably the imagination would come to me that you are. But maybe that is not a word to use anyway because I rarely use. No, it's not use, a word to use. It's not. It's a, I would rarely use that. We actually discussed that me and Dean. Mm-hmm. In one of our podcasts, it's not a word to be using. I call on anybody. Well, it's addiction. Yes. So that's, I suppose, the but correct I, I word to use a... for it is, and this is even for myself, because I can yeah. get into the mode of saying that I was a junkie. Yeah. And really what I should be saying was I was addicted to drugs because that's that's who I was. I was in an addiction. And I suppose for years in this community and many other communities in Dublin that they use that word. Much the same the as truth the is, use. Do I know the truth? The word is used and it's used way too often. Yeah. It's a bad way to describe it's somebody. It's a bad reflection it's on a, the people it's that actually, you're talking about. Yeah, I think, I think what it does is it cuts past the person. Yeah. It cuts past the human, the human side of it. Yes. And it just objectifies them as a junkie. Mm. It doesn't see them as a human who has addiction to alcohol yeah. or sex or... Uh, gambling or anything like that. Yeah. There's a human there. Mm. It's not just a junkie. junkie. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a homeless I don't think person. I know. I've, it's I not did just use the word. a knacker. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. They're humans. Human I beings. did use the word and I don't think, I genuinely do not think it's, it's an appropriate word to no, use. No, and, yeah, yeah, and either the way, I've said it once or twice, so yeah. I apologise so for probably that. something that comes up because, yeah, it's just like, maybe because we hear it so much, it's something that we probably shouldn't pick up on but at times it might reflect on our, in our, on our minds, like, you know mm. what I mean? Anyway, I was trying to describe there what was uh, the, your life story there, basically, 
on yeah, all so the bad what, things. And what you were when saying you was, when the, did it transfer? When all this thing changed? So when I was... When did you get converted, Sean? When I was 29... Yes? I decided to straighten out my life. And I went to detox for the last time. There's two dates I'll never forget. One of them is me, me the day where I was substance free for the first time. And that date is the 22nd of October 2010. I'll never forget that day. That was my first day totally clean. Brilliant. The first day of the journey with finding Sean. Right, very good. That was the start of it. That's 12 years now, man. Serious? Yeah. So what happened was I went on a journey to try and find Sean and I found it very, very difficult. <laughs> As he laughs. <laughs> so had, you, had <laughs> your mind made up that you're, that you're going to make a change or were you just taking these steps without realising it? No, 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 no. This was just, just, this just evolved and naturally happened for me. Thank God, yes. And I got to a place where I decided I was done for real and that was it and that was it. And I went to the Rutland Centre. I done treatment there, which is a fancy, for anyone that doesn't know, fancy treatment centre in Temple Oak, where all the pop stars go. Now, we got a bed in there for free. Fancy as in it costs, whatever, 15 grand or something yes. to win. Yeah. yeah. So it has a lot of stuff in it that, like, Enfield wouldn't have. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in Enfield, yeah. you're having your bleeding cornflakes like you'd be lucky to have milk yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean whereas in the rolling centre the chef is asking me what way you like your steak yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. nearly fell off the chair <laughs> you had a chair you yeah, cheeky bastard yeah, we know so what part of the journey why was it hard what was the journey what was the the, 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 the journey for Sean so the Sean? journey for me at the start was hard because I'd know I'd know AIDS now I'd know drugs I'd know people I'd now escape I wasn't in that culture anymore and I didn't know who I was I didn't know whether I was you know meant for the life that I was trying to go on because I'd no passport I'd no like home I was like physically in a in a bad place I'd no education I'd left school when I was quite young I'd no money I debts, I'd no self-worth, I'd no belief in myself. So we basically was starting from the very bottom of the Couldn't go any lower then, basically. Yeah. So that's what was hard then. Because, like... Who, who were you? Yeah, I was stripped bare. I didn't know who I was. No labels. You had yeah. no blading image. <laughs> yeah. You had no money. You'd, 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 you'd fuck all and, 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 <laughs> and, not the pot, and not a pot to put it in. Not a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that one, man? Yeah. But give me, tell, me, tell me something about how you made your change and how you feel, how so, you are now. Yeah. So that is the change. I got clean and that was the change. We experienced life. You went life. to the Rotland Centre. Yeah. Got out of there and then I went to a day. How long were you day, in the Rotland Centre? Six weeks. And then I went to a day programme. I went to 12-step meetings every day. But what did the Rotland Centre do for you at them six weeks? It fattened me up. Right. Gave me loads of food. Very good. And gave me Advice time to reflect. Stuff. Just gave me a bit of time to reflect and to get a, get a breath, get some bats into me, get some good food into me, get good night's sleeps, start getting an idea of... Space, space off drugs. Space off drugs. So it was giving me longer time in that environment where I was clean. So I was getting more comfortable with that. 
Yeah, and you were probably sharing that space with 10, 12, 15 other yes. men and women who were, were also from different things. Were on their journey yes. of, of finding themselves, finding yeah. their Rebecca or yeah. Frank or whoever. You know and what you I mean? And you connect with each of them people. And through connecting with them, I learned something about me. And, and then, you sort of understood each other at that stage. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, but you're also, there's a space where they know all your shy games. And yeah. they go, hold on a minute here, Shai. Yeah, they call, pull you up. You're doing that thing you always do there when we get talking about your dad or the church or the drugs. You go into this little thing and you get or all little, defensive and all. Yeah, or you start or laughing shiny. or cracking jokes or yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the bleeding backspin yeah. in the middle of the room. Yeah. Will you just, you know, are you aware you're doing that? And that's kind of what the Rutland or any of these places do as well. They yeah, kind of they, hold they a little mirror a light on you. Yeah, yeah, they shine a light on you and get you to really look at the parts of yourself that you don't want to look at, man. Right. The parts of myself that I ran from, that I shoved drugs down my throat, that I fucking, you know, had sex, that I ran from. It was all of that stuff that I was running from that they were saying to me, well, what about this? What's this about? And so when I finished the Rutland, I went to meetings I got involved in life, sport, started hanging around with people that were in recovery and were doing the same stuff I was doing. And for me, I found it extremely difficult to move away from my family of origin because my older sister was strung out to bits on crack. My younger sister was strung out to bits. My ma was in her own addiction. My dad was an alcoholic. So my whole family was ravaged with addiction. I lost two of me really close. Um, my cousins, they were like brothers to me. I lost both of them through addiction. So, I mean, addiction was very, very prevalent in my life. And when I got clean, my ma and my sisters were all in the same place and I found it extremely difficult to walk away from them. Here's Johnny Big Balls with his bleeding clean life. Yeah. And, yeah, all, exactly. and all his answers. Yeah, so, look at he thinks he's great. Look at him going around the places that they're forgetting about us. So I had the shame and the guilt. Did you reach back and help them? You did. I did. I used to go, I was scarring tablets and all for me, ma, when I was clean. That's how much I found it hard to walk away. But over time, man, I got more comfortable with it. And eventually I got to a place where I totally disengaged and uh, made that choice myself. But really, all the stuff in recovery, you'll be here all day talking about. The real magic for me happened when my daughter was born. God bless her, yes. That's when I had this, if you like, this moment of love for me. I had a true harbour. And how old is she now, Johnny? She's four and a half. So there's no turning back for you, is there? All I tell you, she man. Graduated yeah. from, uh, she graduated from Cresh. From Cresh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a laugh. So I was going to Switzerland, had it all organised, getting ready for a race. I was meant to go Thursday morning, 10 past seven. Harper's graduation was on Friday morning and I was going to miss it. And I was kind of like, I'd love him to be there, but I'm going to Switzerland. I need to do this for Peter McFerry and for Shawnee. Yeah, yeah, for Shawnee and everybody's going to be rooting for me and they're all be watching me on social media. We need to do it for them. And I was like, Harper's graduation, it'd be all right. And anyway, cut a long story short, Wednesday night I get an email off Air Lingus. Sorry, Sean, quick email just to let you know your itinerary has changed. Your flight's been cancelled and you won't be flying out until Friday night. Serious? <laughs> in, his best, in his best posh Ireland's yeah, voice. In my best posh Ireland's voice, man. Yes. Anyway, I started losing the plot. 
how the f that that changed me fly. We went mad, Martin. So I was running around the place. I was saying, there has to be a Ryanair flight going out on Thursday. I'm getting onto this pallet. I'm getting that done. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'll ring up them. I'll get onto Aer Lingus <laughs> and drop a piece. I was going around like a lunatic, right? And I, I, what I've noticed is over the last, since I crossed paths with Dan, usually it's happened to me more than that time, a good few times before it's happened to me where I end up banging into him when I have this stuff going on and I was telling him about the flight saying Dan you wouldn't believe it I said my head is melted I need to get this fucking flight Dan you wouldn't believe it and he's laughing and he's saying to me he's saying what it's all right and I'm saying no 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 Dan it's not all right we should you not understand? So the flight was over to get to, to do the Iron Man, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you've got to miss out on the on the on the daughter's graduation, on the daughter's big event yeah. because Sean wanted to do this thing for Peter because yeah. Peter was Sean's superhero. Yeah. And then he came in with the flight cancelled, and I went, "Sure, that's bleeding perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. That's exactly what you'd want to happen." Because now, and I didn't know this. I didn't know Harper was having that thing the next day, but I said, "Now you can go and do that thing with your daughter." Yeah. And something flashed in your eyes and you went, yeah. And then you said to me, she has a thing on tomorrow. We can go to the bleeding yeah, thing. the graduation in the morning. No, I honestly didn't know that, yeah. but I just got a sense of this is all perfect. Yeah. It's all beautiful. It's all love. Because if it's not all love, it's just random bleeding madness and chaos. And you've done 30, 40 years of random madness, chaos. And you've gone on a little journey in to find Sean. And Johnny is trying to bleed and grab Sean and drag him over to bleed in Sweden or Switzerland or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But something is going, no, hold on a minute here, bro. And it was only, and it wasn't until Dan said that to me that I had that moment with the love where I realised this is the most amazing thing that could have happened because I'm going to get to spend Harper Lily's graduation with her. And when I went into her graduation, she wasn't expecting me. And I'm not joking with you when I say she lit up. God bless her. She ran over to her daddy. Daddy, daddy, look at me outfit. And she had a gown on her. And she had a little hat. And she wanted to get into photos with me. So the Ironman happened two weeks ago in in Switzerland. So that was well, on the... The following Saturday, was it? It was the following Sunday. So we'll tell you about the Oh, Iron so you still had two days and your flight was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. That, yeah, so we got there. We flew out on Friday the Friday was. night and I got to the hotel at about half twelve. Stead over. And I had all Saturday then to get prepped and ready for the race, right? So I got my bike sorted got myself ready mentally. I was going through the rigmarole of all the panic and the bleeding, wondering, you know, what am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? What does it mean for me? Like, what am I here for? You know? And it's mad, right? The morning of the race, I was awake at four. And the race didn't start till seven. So I'm pacing up and down the room that I'm in in the hotel. And my head is going a hundred to the dozen. So anyway, the build-up happened. I went down to the race, registered, got all my gear set up, got ready, done all that stuff. And we went down. I was really nervous and I was shiny. Why were you nervous, Shani, anyway? Because I was, in a, I was in a place where I didn't know anybody. I wasn't comfortable. You didn't speak of the lingo. I didn't speak of the lingo. They were saying hop, hop, hop. And I was like, 
What? You, you sound like you're going to a boxing match. <laughs> it was not just a swim and a cycle, no? No, no. So I was terrified. I, and I was in that mode of, I was starting to look at people. What are you looking at? <laughs> you know that old so fucking, you know that intimidation, that real, I'm not sure where I am here, but. I'll come near I'm me. I'm bleeding. Lost or insecure? Am I going to start slamming yeah, heads? Yeah, yeah. So that blew over, and I started to smile, and I started to realize that I was blessed. I was looking at the mountains in the Swiss Alps, and I was I was starting to take it all in, and I was starting to reflect on where I'm after coming from, and I was like, "This is amazing." And then I started thinking. So I had a chain. I have a chain on my heart, but Lily on it. It's a picture of me and her when we were in Hout when she was a baby. Willa took it of us. And uh, I have her on a little pendulum and on the back of it it has I love daddy. And I had that on me the morning of the race. And I was holding on to that just before the swim. So we went down to the swim start and there's like 80 athletes all serious. Right? Full fucking serious mode on. They're all flexing. And I'm out in the middle of the grass. There's a gap between this group and this group, and this group were entering the water and did music on. And I went into full flow. We start dancing, we start moving around the place, right? And I start going, look at this place. I was looking at the Swiss Alps and I was like, oh my God, Johnny, look at this. Look at this. And everyone was, they were all staring at me as if I was a madman. As if <laughs> you were away with the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> as if I was away with the fairies. And I start dancing, right, and jumping around and that Yippa. energy that I carry. And I start going, let's have it. Come on. Who's having it? Let Come it on. It and they were all, like, real serious. And then a few of them started smiling and laughing, Daddy. right? And then the whole group of athletes that were behind me, because I turned and in a, in a moment, I, I, I looked at the whole lot of them and I was like... Come on. Come on. And the odds there clapping. I get on Yes. Yeah. And I was saying, let's have fun today. Come on, guys. And they were all like the photographers were out oh, getting shots of me and all. Then I flipped upside down into a handstand. And I was upside down walking on my hands, stretching, moving, and totally in the moment, free in the love. And I thought, I can do anything. I can do anything. And I get into the water and I start swimming. And when I was torn into bread, I could see the sun rising up behind the Swiss Alps. Oh my God. The sun was rising as I was moving. That's some fucking was, heroin you were on. Oh, I was looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it as I was swimming, Martin, and I was saying to myself. Was there many swimmers? Yes. Many? There was about... Hundreds. Two and a half thousand. You serious? Yeah. There so was more people there than there was in Medjugorje that week. Yeah. yeah. So and when we all allowed, you all allowed north at the same time? No, no. So there's a, it, like, there's, there's, it's broken up into sections of what you think you can do to swim in. Yeah. So there's different levels. So I was going in second. I was in the second group. I, I think you should... were about 15 levels above everybody yeah. playing, Shani. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Whatever, whatever you're calling yeah. yourself, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> So we ripped the roof off the Iron Man. Every photograph I've seen of you, you have a big bleeding grin <laughs> on your face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 another right. So that's the bit. 
So, so what I don't to get through anyway. Go on. No, go on, Johnny. What I don't to get through that race was, do you know what I don't? There was kids on the course, right? Yeah. And all the rest of the athletes weren't going near them. Because they were too caught up in themselves and yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking times and racing and running. And maybe some of them were in the suffering. Yeah. Because they didn't see the kids. And I was spotting all of this stuff. And the kids had their hands out. And I was, every single time I went by the kids, I was giving them high fives. A woman and her husband, older, came outside the house and he had this bucket and he clots in it because it was 26 degrees and I was stopping and chatting with them and I was saying, oh, put that over me, love. And she was <laughs> She was, they literally thought I was like a head case and they loved me. And she was like, oh, and I was chatting to them. Now, I couldn't talk in their language, but they understood They know what love. love is. Yeah, they yeah. understood love and smile and joy. And that's what yeah, I was doing yeah, yeah, then. Yeah. I was like, like, it's great to see us. You were like a cartoon character. Yeah, character. I was like, how are you and all? This is amazing. I said, throw that bucket of water off of me, love. <laughs> <laughs> but you were doing what Peter had done for you, unconditional, smiley, happy love. Yeah. Doesn't matter what was going on, what Deco had done for you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there was a moment that we shared about a year and a half ago on the beach where we were walking towards the water and you were in the bleeding, full of mad energy, all weird. You didn't know if you were bleeding, shite and wine in your watch. And I kind of just walked beside you and held your hand. And it's it's just that stuff. It's that simple. Just love. Yeah. Hold your hand. Come on. Where are we? We'll go Shani, and bleed you and said thanks to Dean for that because you probably didn't get the chance. No, do you know what? It was the first, it was, that was the first, Martin, the first time I ever experienced the touch of a man's hand on me. Do you get me? Mm. In In a way of like love. Because I knew when Dean grabbed me by the hand, I was very uncomfortable and I was there was part of me was saying, get the fuck. But there was a bigger part of me was like, this is fucking amazing. This is lovely. Mm. This is nice. And it was, it was beautiful. And I suppose since that, for the, for the, for the last year and a half, I've been trying to get uh, closer to that for me. So there was two. Daughter. So there was two Shawnees. One wanted to beat him up, and the other one to give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> he got away right, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the Ironman the Ironman race was amazing. It was so. Only... Was that your first time or your last the Ironman? No, that was me toured Ironman. You done three of them? Yes, that was me touring. I don't want to do one. And you're doing something next week, and you've got another one, and da da da. Yeah, but so in behind then... all of that is Sean having a chat with Sean. Holding Sean's hand, being a bosom for Sean, being there for Harper. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? it. That's it. Yeah, because all, all, all the bells and whistles and fancy hotels and sleeping, and... sleeping rough, <laughs> getting your teeth kicked in by yeah. a load of boys. All that. It's all, as Randas would say, it's all grist for the mill. It's all just what it is. Yeah. But behind it is you, and behind that is Harper, yeah. and behind all that is love. Yeah, so Harper's the reason why the love has happened. Yeah. She is my driving force. She is my love. She's my joy. She she gives that to me in abundance. Uh, you've got a big scrape in your knee. What happened? Yeah, so here's a, here's a good one for you. You fell in the water. No. So <laughs> we've got a, recently got a new Basso full carbon bike. I don't know what that is and I don't care. Yeah. So anyway, I got the bike. So yesterday, not yesterday, Wednesday, I'm running around the place. I am 
in a transition period from the Ironman, I'm on the come down and I'm finding it hard to slow down and settle in myself and be still, yeah? So what I do is I race around the place, not just physically, mentally. So it's like I'm going, I'm going like way beyond what I'm actually doing and I get lost. So on Wednesday, I was running around doing workshops, helping people, fixing this, fixing that, thinking about next week, thinking about this program, thinking about what I have to do here. And I'm on my bike and it comes to a traffic lights and it's red. And I said to myself, I'll have this. And I went through the red light. Oh. The car had just gone, boy. So the other light was amber. And a BM came racing through that light. Yeah, because he was trying to beat it. And I was just about to enter into that junction. And I'm not joking with you. I was a couple of steps away from being creamed. Proper creamed. <laughs> right? <laughs> at this moment. Is that another, at this moment, right? Is that another slang word? Is yeah, creamed. <laughs> yeah, there's another good one for the sheet. So a couple of seconds away from being creamed. <laughs> Martin likes that one. So, uh, so anyway, you never hear that one, Martin. No? Get in with that gun. Get in with that You up the yard, and so in a flash, everything stopped still. In a flash, and I jammed on my brakes over the handlebars. I went smashed off the ground. Had to use my hand to stop me from going into a man's car. He jammed on. And I landed literally from here. His car was there and I stopped right here on top of it. And I could feel his car put my hand on it. a close one. And he jumped out of his car, fright of his life he got. And he says to me, you all right? I was up on my feet already, had my bike up and all, and I was gone. Which was Owen Grant. All I was worried about was that anyone see me falling. <laughs> Scarly. Scarly. Embarrassed. Serious. And I wanted it because I knew I was in the wrong I knew I was in the wrong gear. I knew I was in the wrong ship. I'm in the wrong here. I don't want anybody <laughs> to call me out on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hold on a yeah, minute, yeah. pal. <laughs> you were the... Oh, no, if everyone just closes their eyes, I could be gone out of here in three seconds and I could get on with the rest yeah. of me fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I 100% nail on the head, Dana. Boom. Boom. I cycled home, broke up. Deadly. I'm delighted. Wound it. Wound it. <laughs> when I say, when I say wounded, right? I was wounded. Emotionally, physically. I couldn't lot. lift my head up. And I could feel the buses coming from behind me that were at where I fell. You know, Blake used to think, harbour when you're yeah, in fucking Dardis Town yeah. doing press-ups in a 6 before because you're at being creamed by a BME. So we got home. The, ex, the days were just cuts. It wasn't this stuff that was the issue. It was the it was the internal karate man blades yeah. on the inside. <laughs> the inside. <laughs> so he was wounded in the gaff, and luckily enough, I had nothing else to do for the day. So I just wrapped myself up on the couch and I went into. <laughs> Johnny's in the fetal position right now. <laughs> I was doing what I was I didn't tell you, but earlier, about a half an hour before you got here, I was talking the head off somebody. Some fella uh, they him and his mock came down from down. They came to Dublin. They're staying out in Swords. They put into the GPS in the car, Tesco's. They arrived in Ballymun looking for the old Tesco's. 
I said, that hasn't been there. That hasn't been in a shopping centre in 10 years. It was an old car, so it was an old GPS. He sat down, he did an upgrade. <laughs> Big time. So anyway, I was out there talking to him and, and I was showing him on his phone where the Tesco's in Swords was. So he was putting it in for him and turning on his data roaming and all this. It was like he was coming, he was only coming from Northern Ireland. It was like he was coming from a different planet. So anyway, as I was talking to him, I put my phone on top of his car and because I, I don't know what I was trying to do. I think I was trying to impress him or something like and this. he drove off. He drove off with my phone <laughs> on the top of the car. <laughs> Half an hour later, he came back, banging on the window with the phone all smashed up, going, hey, give, us your, give us your bank details. And I think I was trying to impress him yeah. and I'm at the realising that. I'm at the realising that sometimes that, that's what I do. Sometimes <laughs> I'm running around trying to impress everybody. I've no... I nearly lost my finger last year in a bike accident I, because I was trying to, in some, you know, go on a cycle and I'll be back in 20 trying, minutes yeah, and I was trying, trying to get somewhere to and come back. And, France. And, 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 and it's teaching me, it's teaching me that stuff about myself. It, yeah. It's the grace in that. It's teaching me patience. It's teaching me humility. It's teaching me the universe doesn't revolve around me. It's fucking beautiful stuff. Yeah. Seeing life from the other side, is, it's stunning. Yeah. Does it teach you to keep your phone in your pocket next time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> my phone is smashed up. It teaches me actually. I'm going to try and get rid of my phone. I'm going to try and do that. I know we're in a connected world, but we're more disconnected when we have our bleeding phones. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a conscious decision to reduce the use. You know what I mean? Other other lads are trying to get off bleeding crack, heroin, gambling, hash, cannabis, whatever. The phone can be reduce, a headache sometimes. Reduce the use. Absolutely. Remember I told you that and you wouldn't believe me. No, yeah, but you were saying it's because it's connected by a bleeding wire. I just think it's a headache full stuff. It stops this. See what we're it's doing here tonight? Yeah. Because we're in here and we're getting to a place in a conversation where we're really all starting to loosen up. But with the phones, you're almost out. You're almost, when is this over? I need to go and do 16 other yes. bleeding things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, the phone reminds you that there's deadlines, that there's dates, that there's events happening that there's fucking this group here and do you get me? Yeah. And it's like I get In the future there's all this yes, amazing stuff. It's all happening but check on it. Yeah. Double check it. Put that thing up <laughs> on the thing and tell the people you're going to be at the yoke with the yeah. thing. But meanwhile you're not even here. You were talk, we're here for two hours and we're not even here. Yeah. We're half here. Yeah. And we're getting through these conversations through the last 10 podcasts with Martin with this conversation here with you today we're starting to get back here. You know what I mean? Into this, into this just lovely conversation, like. Yeah. So, Sean, you were finished your third hour, man. Yeah. Yeah. When when did you do your first one? I done my first one in a place called Crosshaven in Cork. Right. Did I tell you about that? No. That was mental. Can we How get you back in? Can we get you back in for episode two? How yeah. long ago was that? Give yeah. us a quick rundown. One. We went to Cork to a place called Crosshaven, and I done a full iron man with Jerry Prendergast and Davy Hill and we went to try and do an Ironman in November which is not a good idea no especially not in Cork <laughs> there's a picture oh, online on Johnny's Instagram I don't know it's if he's put it on his or mine and it looks like he's looking for his mammy he jumped Man, into the bleeding honestly, Irish Sea was yeah. it Irish Sea or yeah it was, it was in Cork in Cork yeah. whatever that sea is he jumped into that sea the, with a wetsuit on, on the head, you know. with a, it was like a gimp mask <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like you want to see the game? Was that yeah, it was like a blade, uh, Gaumi. <laughs> looking for your yeah, mammy, looking for mammy. There's the Gaumi looking for his mammy. With the gimp mask on me, 
to keep me warm, right? I had the full wetsuit, I'd boots on me. The only things that were not covered was me hands. And we stayed in that water, me and that little lad here, the two of us. Jerry Prendergast, who yeah. just won a uh, decade. The continuous decade. Ten Ironman in ten days. He just won it in the UK. Yeah, He's a lunatic. We'll get him on the show in a couple of weeks. Good yeah. work. Uh, we're going to get Shawnee back in six months' time, Shawnee. Yes. Because I think the journey that you're on now is much more interesting to you than the journey that you've come through. You've done that. You know that. You know what I mean? Getting your teeth kicked in, bleeding prison cells and all this type of stuff. The journey of love that you're going on now is really yeah. fucking interesting. So what kind of sports are you doing now, Johnny, tomorrow? There's, there's, loads of, there's loads of stuff that I'm doing now, currently, that feed that love and that joy within me. Yeah. And that's to deal with Ballymun as a community. And that's to deal with changing the idea around this. So see this? This never happened when I was a young fella. This conversation. This conversation, this feeling of being comfortable in front of you two. Being two two idiots, yeah? Yeah, two idiots. Yeah, it's great. So, but this never happened before. So this is what I want to continue. I want this to become the culture for young kids, young men, growing up in Ballymun and realising that there's a space like this available to them if quick, they want it. Quick question for you, Johnny, before we knock this off, yeah? Do you know any travellers? We know loads of travellers. Do you? Is that in or, in, or, in or out of jail? Yes. I used to play handball in Cork Prison with two travellers from Limerick. Serious? They were great handballers. Some of them are good, yeah. I know yeah, that for sure. very good. I know loads of travellers in Ballymun. I know loads of travellers in Finglas. I trained two of the travellers recently, Patrick and Jimmy Mon. Oh, very good, yes. And I'd be very close with them. And they have great time for me and they think so I'm you're great actually, crack. So you're actually mm. training them now, huh? Yeah. We train them for boxing. Very good, Johnny. Yeah. And they can't keep up with me. No. No. They're not able. Uh, Johnny, could you leave a few <laughs> sugar lumps for Dean there, please? <laughs> when, Dean, when, you, Dean when, likes, when you compliment yourself, Martin Dean says, likes a couple of them as well, he does. does. Sugar he? lumps at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right for men to Dean be able to compliment them as well. No, we don't mind giving myself <laughs> compliments. Like, we'll walk hard to, to be in the yeah. shape that I'm in. Yeah. And I like <laughs> bragging about smoking yeah. yumplers that are happy. You know what I mean, Dean? Very well done. So yeah. thanks for having me on the show, yeah. man. It was brilliant. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for well, allowing me into the yeah, space, man. Yeah, it was, welcome, it was beautiful. It was lovely. I'm going to get your name right before we go, yeah? Yeah. Johnny, Shawnee, Sean. You're very welcome, Shawnee, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sean, Shawnee, bang, bang, Kinsley. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Dino. Thanks for having me on. Bro. No problem, brother. You really helped us because we done ten, and part, one of the reasons we done ten was for me and Martin to get comfortable. For Martin to get comfortable doing podcasts because he'd never done them before. To be start to open up conversations that we mightn't, uh, that um, that we just wouldn't have had before. So we've done ten. You're eleven. You're our fourth guest. You were an obvious bleeding choice. We're gonna spread this conversation out to the world and we're going to ask you guys who else you want to get on uh, recommend if, you, if you're if you someone who wants to come on and tell your story or have the crack with us or explore you know a traveller and a countryman and what that is reach out to us it's all love it's all good it's all Ballymun thank you very much Sean thank you thank you Sean thank you for your friend So that's us for this episode, a traveller and a countryman podcast. If you like it, let us know, share it around, and uh, should we see you on the road?